this is a new episode for me. Um, I have my friend here, Eric. So first, I'm going to introduce you to my listeners, <laughs> if, I, if uh-huh. I have listeners. <laughs> but Eric and I met in 2018, right? Yeah. 2018 in Germany um, because of uh, work thing. So uh, we spent two weeks there together. So, and then after that, when we all came back to our countries, we stayed in touch until now. Yep. And neither one of us work for that company anymore. Right. <laughs> That's the funny was- thing. I've kept in touch with a couple other people and right. the same kind of stuff has happened. Really? The, the company is not doing very well in those different countries. Really? Yes. Oh. So we're both better off where we're at. That's true. Probably. Yes. So, um, but, um, so tonight or uh, no, it's afternoon for me. Um, today we are going to talk about the great filter and the Fermi paradox and um, if we are real or not those kinds of things and we are going to try very hard <laughs> to talk about it and like explain to you know to the listeners what we think about these things so yep. for for me like uh, we've had a lot of time on our hands during covid you know being stuck in the house so i've spent a lot of time watching tv and reading and doing all those kind of things so for me it's uh i like a lot of the science channels history stuff like that so for me that's what i've been been paying attention to i don't know what you've been doing since since covid nothing (laughs) no um yeah I also watch those uh, channels, not really channels now because um, cable isn't very popular here anymore. So, um, but I do watch them on YouTube and um, some other sites on the internet. So, and even before, even before COVID happened, um, I was already watching those types of videos and a very very just fascinated about space and everything because probably because it's very hard for me to imagine the space you know and everything that goes on out outside of earth well and and in one of your um earlier episodes you talked about the flat earth you know the people yeah. that, that believe that the the planet's flat so we haven't experienced leaving the planet but we have you know witnessed video from space of the of the planet so i mean we, we you know at least have been exposed to science and and knowing that there is more to our planet than just the handful of people and animals that live here mm-hmm. so for me it's it's neat to see and to to kind of understand that there's more out there than than just what we what we are i mean and and i'm not a big uh you know uh, uh, conspiracy theorist kind of person or or i don't believe the aliens created the pyramids you know that kind of stuff but it's an 
it's a weird place to be in if we believe that we're really the only things that exist. I mean, not that, not that you know, like in the movies and all that other stuff, we always depict uh, aliens as having two arms and two legs and a head, and th that we don't know for sure what life would be like on another planet. But I'm assuming it's not going to be anything like what we look like. Okay, so um, since you mentioned it, do you believe that there are aliens? Well, actually, you already answered it. So yes, yeah. it just, it just, yeah. we're just not sure what they look like, you know. No, but they're. I mean, they've, they've, they've at least on asteroids and things like that. They've found the beginnings of life from other places. So whether it's you know like like in the early Earth where it was amoebas and small yeah. single-celled animals, we there 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 should be life in other places. If, if life can occur here, um, why wouldn't it occur someplace else, someplace at least in else. my opinion? Yeah, yeah. Because, of, because of how vast the, the space is. And also, um, yeah, aliens are not, um, they're not what, like, we can call like a, a small piece of organism in space, in outer space, an alien. So, you know, it, it, an alien doesn't have to be like a monster thing or something as grotesque as those depicted in Hollywood movies. Exactly. And, they, and, and they've, they've detected life that came from other planets on asteroids. And one of the theories that's open right now is that maybe we didn't even come from life here. We didn't originate from here. Is that something else impacted the Earth and brought some organism to this planet is where it grew and flourished and became us. So we could be aliens. We could be not from this planet. Mm -hmm. okay. Because there's a theory called panspermia where life originated, the life from Earth originated on another planet and came here by an asteroid. So then how would you like correlate that to the other thing that we're going to talk about, which is that we don't really exist. Is it related that, or not? Well, and that's the thing is, is that as we kind of progress, as society progresses right now, we have so many people and, and feeding people is a really big issue right now. So what happens if you're the capacity for feeding and keeping your people alive goes away? What if we have, you know, not enough resources for the people on our planet? We could progress into a post-biological society, which is where we would take the intellectual part of what is us and transfer that into some type of digital format in order to continue to keep society alive. And we would use limited resources because we would only need computing power as opposed to food, water, um, air, we'd only need the computers to generate those things. And if that's possible, if we can create that, who's to say that another society couldn't create that? And, uh, you know, a society of giant squids have decided that they're going to see what would happen if they had, you know, a, a, a planet, you know, similar to ours. And, and these, these two-legged arm having, you know, individuals growing up on it could, It'd be just a, a game in some some little boy's basement, hanging out, playing the the human game. 
where we sit around and we play The Sims and The Sims do everything that we do. They eat, they, they, they you know, have families, they go to work, they do all those things. But we don't know whether or not those things that they have created inside of the system have any type of consciousness. Yeah. So we could actually just be a, a simulation for somebody else. We could be an advanced civilization recreating either we could we could be ourselves we could be the an advanced civilization of humans that have progressed past us and they're running simulations on the past so so let's they're like you know what what would have happened if trump actually won you know maybe trump really didn't win but they're like well what if we what if trump won would the would they have had a global nuclear war well, let's let's run an experiment and we could just be an experiment in somebody's computer on what would have happened in history if certain things happened. If Hitler came to power, would the would the planet have been destroyed? And so we could just be scenarios that somebody's running in a computer lab someplace to see what, what would have happened to our society had worse decisions happened or what would happen if they wanted to colonize earth and they're like let's see what would happen if we ran an experiment to see if we tried to colonize this planet before exhausting all of our resources to get to this planet let's run a simulation on how life on earth would work and we're that simulation this is like the the plot of ryan reynolds new movie right the one that we were well and that's the thing is that's what i'm saying like with the, with the ryan reynolds movie it's there are, you You wouldn't have to generate, like, I, I believe that the Philippines exist. I don't know that the Philippines exist. I've never been over there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I could, you know, I, I've been to Germany, I've been to Switzerland, I've been to Austria, I've been to those places, but I get on a plane and while I travel on that plane, I imagine that I'm traveling a distance, but I could be just sitting in an airport in a terminal and they're generating some images that pass by my thing and then as they're doing that then i get out of this airport and i go into a place which is just another scenario they could just be generating enough uh whatever you want to call it, digital background as as is needed for me to experience this um total recall it's also similar to that but you would have these non-playing characters that you and i don't interact with on a daily basis that look real to us but because we just go in there we interact with them slightly we leave we don't know for sure if they're real people if they have a consciousness if they're interacting with us just based off of program language like i go into a starbucks i get my coffee i leave the starbucks i don't know if that person's really real i don't know what they do on a daily basis or if they're alive you know so in that movie ryan reynolds is a non-playing character he doesn't realize that everything around him is a simulation Oh, he's a non-playing non character? Like, he's yes. not the main character of that game? No, no. Oh. So, in the in the game, a, an actual person playing the video game mm -hmm. that he falls in love with tells uh, him that it's not real uh -huh. and that the game yeah. is going to be shut down in a couple days and he's not going to exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the premise for the movie. And, and as we look at all these things, like we were talking about the great filter, you know, when you're dealing with things like this, what, what is that? Is it, is it the real thing? Is it, you know, getting to a certain point in our life or is it in Ryan Reynolds case that he's 
not going to exist in two days because they're just going to shut the game off because, you know, the game isn't fun anymore. And like The Sims, it came out and it had a good run for like 10 years. I don't know how many people are really playing it anymore, but every time someone boots The Sims up, there's another theoretical universe that is created. So with all those theoretical universes, there are more of those theoretical universes than our actual universe. And so people like um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, who I really respect, um, and um, uh, the owner of Tesla, Elon Musk, mm -hmm. he also yes. said, if this is true and that there are people in the future that even one time run a simulation on what it would be like to be us or to have a life on this planet, the likelihood of us being real drops to 50%. And if it's like The Sims and they produce, you know, the game, thousands of iterations of that game over 10 years, the likelihood of us being real becomes less and less and less with each iteration of this universe that's booted up at somebody's house on a computer. Okay. That's a lot to, to think about. <laughs> I, I know, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's what gets really strange because I mean, you know, and, and like I was talking to you about, um, you know, going back in time, if you look at Plato, mm -hmm. he, he sat around and he thought about things. So he came up with a scenario of the cave where there are these prisoners, they're chained to the wall. All they know is what's in front of them and what they can see behind oh, yeah. them is a fire. And between the fire and them is either people passing by or there are puppets or something else that's going on. And so all those people can perceive is what the shadows are that are in front of them. Mm -hmm. So for them, that is real. These shadows, they could make out the shapes. Okay, that's a dragon or that's a person or that's a whatever. And so they would have conversations about those things that they completely believed are real. But if someone came at some point, took the prisoner, brought them out of that cave and into reality and said, this is what the real world is like. You've been living in this, in this fake world. You know, what would that do to that person's understanding? You know, and, and it's, it's just a thought experiment. Like, you know, like we talked about Descartes and the fact that he was sitting there thinking about it in his time. So it, time has progressed. We have more of an understanding of the universe, but at the same time, the guy's like, what if there's some giant demon that just keeps making up stuff to, to ruin my world. He just, this, there's this demon out there. Mm -hmm. And so his whole thing was, well, if there's a demon out there, then I must be real because the demon is trying to do things specifically for me. Which means I must exist because I can contemplate the fact that there's this demon and that things are going on. So because I'm able to be conscious of the situation, I exist. So, it's weird. It's it's, it's just not, it's, it's not it's, weird. It's just a lot. <laughs> it's just a lot, you know. It it is. It is. It's a lot to think about because I mean, as we sit and think about things, you know, we everybody has a different way of understanding their experience here. They 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 want to add meaning or they want to have meaning in our life. And, you know, Elon Musk, his goal is to make sure that human life 
continues to exist in the future. So he wants to get us onto other planets so that we can continue to grow and continue to exist after, you know, whatever comes. You know, at some point the planet's not going to exist. You know, that may be the end of humanity. We don't know. But he wants to make us at least an interplanetary um, civilization so that the option of us existing into the future be becomes more of an option. It grows exponentially by getting us to other planets, getting us more resources, you know. It's, it's everything. Um, if someone tells you that everything is really a simulation, just like in Ryan Reynolds' movie, how would you feel? Well, and that's the question. Like, uh, when when they when they first brought up the 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 fermi paradoxes you know talking about whether or not you know aliens are real stuff, it, it says you know if 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 it if it isn't real um there's a there's a guy named bostrom who came up with a simulation theory they if if we don't if this life is pretend does it make a difference what we do and it should and in the ryan reynolds movie he goes out of his way to try and make this pretend world continue to exist you know what i mean and does it does it change our situation do we become less important if we're pretend people You know, does that mean that we should all go out on sprees or, or go base jumping with no parachute or, you know, because it doesn't really exist? You know, uh, I would hope that, you know, maybe that, uh, you know, we would still try and find some type of meaning in our lives because if, even if we're a computer simulation, if you're able to consider these things like Plato, like the art, we're able to think and rationalize things and understand things so there must be a little bit more to our our existence here than just you know running a simulation but if that is true you know maybe somebody's collecting some data and something i think about might help somebody somewhere i don't know <laughs> while i sit here in my office and you know work i don't know All right, so you mentioned the Fermi paradox, and I just want to define it for the lis listeners. Okay. Um, the Fermi paradox is the term used to describe the lack of evidence for extraterrestrial life in the face of a universe that should be, by the numbers, bursting with it. Correct. So the the he said he they were having a meeting, um, and. They were talking about things, and he just said, "Well, where are where they? Where are they? Where, you know, where are they?" And that was all he asked. And he didn't even come up with a Fermi paradox. One of the other guys that was sitting there brought that up later on. But it, it, he's got a good point. Like, if there is intelligent life, where are they? We we live um, in a universe that's huge. The um, Milky Way galaxy is, I think it contains two to 300 billion stars. Mm -hmm. So there are two to three billion, two to three hundred billion or hundred million stars. So two to three hundred, hundred million 
stars. We've got one star. We should be able to, at least in our small area, see something like in, in Fermi's time, they were taught, they were, they had already started sending out radio signals to try and connect with other people. We've developed bigger telescopes, better telescopes. We have telescopes in space now to be able to see things. We should be able to see some evidence of those people. So either one, they don't exist, aliens don't exist, and we're completely uh, random and accidental here, or they do exist and there's some way that we're not able to see them. Yeah, there's a lot of hypothesis, hypothesis that try to answer the paradox, right? Correct. But um, for the Fermi paradox, it the, the what they were trying to add, how they were trying to answer it was the great filter. But before that, let's just discuss first um, the other hypothesis that they that they try to answer. So okay, you want to talk about the rare earth real quick? Yeah, um, just just uh, before we talk about the great filter, because that's what answers. That's what they used to try to answer the Fermi paradox, right? Correct. So before so, that, yeah, we've got the rare earth, which is one we our sun, which is a main sequence star. You have to be located near a main sequence star, but not too far away or too cl too close. So main sequence star is a star that is not too large or too small. If it's too large, it will burn out really quickly and it, it won't last long enough for life to exist. Um, we also have a moon, which helps stabilize the Earth, and then it also works with the tides. Um, one thing else that's really unique about our planet is the fact that we have plate tectonics, which we haven't been able to discover on any of the other planets in our solar system. So the plate tectonics work in a, in a fashion where the, the crust in the ocean is melted down and the CO2 from there is ex expelled by volcanoes, which then helps to heat and, and keep the planet, um, the atmosphere. So then the rain falls, bringing that CO2 back down, gets into the dirt, the dirt filters down into the ocean, becomes crust again, and then it starts that cycle over again. So we've got that going for us. So basically what they were saying was that we don't see aliens for, because the, the Earth is unique. To, to the Earth is unique and there's a lot of things that, yes, that it's hard to find. But like I said, if there's two to 300 billion stars, it's in the Milky Way galaxy unique. alone. Mm -hmm. And where the galaxy itself is four times older than our Earth and our solar system, life should have at least appeared on some of those two to 300 billion stars, which we can perceive. I mean, we're I'm just sticking with something that's close to us, which is, you know, our Milky Way galaxy. So... You know, we, we do have, um, like, uh, Jupiter has been extremely helpful because Jupiter has protected us from a lot of impacts that would have come into our solar system. And there's also a discussion that there was a ninth um, gas planet, a, a large gas planet that kind of rearranged our planets 
before it was expelled from our solar system. Mm -hmm. So it, it could be the fact that we are extremely rare and that it is difficult for this, but it seems to be that as soon as life could have evolved on this planet, it did. It was extremely quick here. So does it take a lot more time than what we've taken? And we've just been lucky because like I said, with the panspermia, maybe we, some life came from another planet, which got to us, which got, gave us kind of a head start on life. You know, like one of the points you wanted to bring up was that, you know, maybe aliens are, you know, going out of their way to avoid us. Maybe they don't want to have part in being around us or potentially maybe they visited us before we were really much of anything. They came to the planet, said this is a planet that could have life. Like we've noticed that, um, you know, there are other pieces in our solar system that could have life. It's um, the zoo hypothesis, right? Like um, they're watching us from a distance and they don't want to bother us for, it's either because they see that we're still like a young species or that, um, they're just not interested in us. Right, or with the zoo hypothesis, they're thinking maybe, you know, maybe they've done some bad stuff. Maybe they've destroyed themselves. Maybe they've had issues with their, you know, life before. And they said, you know what? We really don't want to mess with this young civilization that isn't to the point where something's going on. Or, or maybe it's something creepy, like, you know, it is, you know, kind of this, they want to keep us preserved so they can view us like we we trap our animals like the you know the name means like a zoo hypothesis where they're like well it's really cool let's watch what these you know weird humans do if we leave them on this planet to themselves so the next hypothesis is that aliens are already here but do not make their presence i think this is like the the most possible one for me it, it is it is and the thing is 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 there are other things out there so the we've we've come up with ideas called um there's a the uh, the uh, potential to have berserker probes which would be like these robotic things that they would send out into the space let's say if we've gotten to the point where we we went out we expanded and we grew to the point where we this our solar system we have inhabit more than one planet and we've decided that we want to protect ourselves from other people coming into our area we could generate these berserker probes where they would sit on the border of our galaxy and protect us from any other galaxy that may approach mm -hmm. so there could potentially be aliens out there they've already gone out they've run into other civilizations they've gotten into wars and they've decided you know what, it's not worth it. Let's not leave our planet or let's not leave our solar system or our galaxy. You know, let's let's keep to ourselves. Or they've progressed way beyond that. You know, we have no idea what... We understand as humans what we do. Like, if you look at our history, all these countries, England, Spain, France, they, they were in the beginnings and they were a lot more advanced than most of the rest of the world. So they would go out and they'd show up. They'd... You know, they beat up the local population and they'd say, you belong to us now, you know, and, and maybe other civilizations have gotten beyond that and they're not to the point where we still are, where we're still running around fighting each other for little pieces of a, a planet and, and inflicting pain and, and causing grief 
for people exactly like us. Maybe they've progressed past that and they don't want to cause harm to any, anything else. So they may not come near us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I would like to hope that there's a, there's a place in the future where we're not so stupid. <laughs> it's, I think that's going to be too far away. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, like, it, you, you, you think that we've, we've progressed as humans, but we really haven't gotten much better than what we were. That's right. So there are also the, the, the belief that aliens are not interested in us or that they don't like to, they're not interested in, like, space travel enough for them to come here and, like, um, make themselves known to us. Right. Well, if they're if, like, like I said earlier, like if there's these, these squid people from another planet, what's the benefit of our planet unless they run out of water or something and they need to come here? Why would they want to come interact with us if there's no if there's no need for it? And if they're if exposing themselves to us could cause more harm than good. I know at least, you know, especially with this pandemic that we just recently had. It, you don't know what your interaction with another person can cause for a disease or for a, you know a virus mm -hmm. so maybe they are avoiding us because they don't want to catch what we've got that's true <laughs> that's true yeah so that brings us to the great filter this is the one that answers that tries to answer the the, the Fermi paradox and I just like to def define it it says that intelligent interstellar life forms must take must first take many critical steps and at least one of these steps must be highly improbable so there are sure. steps so um literally it's like filter for for a species species to survive or to reach the highest form or whatever that's how yes, I. To, that's how I yeah to become more advanced or, or like i said like getting to the point where we we don't want to just murder each other for a piece of dirt. Mm -hmm. So there's a um, there's a few of I don't know how many filters there are, but it appears that we are in like second to the last step. So first it says um, the species must have a planet capable of harboring life so yeah we have that yep. and then second is life itself must develop on that planet yes um, the third is those life forms must be able to reproduce using such molecules such as um, DNA and RNA yep and then the fourth is simple cells must evolve into more complex cells Fifth is multicellular organisms must develop. And then sixth is sexual reproduction must take hold. And then seventh is complex organisms capable of using tools must evolve. And then eighth is those organisms must create advanced technology needed for space colonization. And it says that this is where we are roughly today. Correct. And then the, the last one is the space faring species must go on to colonize other worlds and star systems while avoiding destroying itself. And, so, and that's, that's the thing is, 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 you know, I, I know that that's Elon Musk's goal is to get us off the planet, but I, I don't know if, is, is that 
where the filter is? I mean, are we past the filter or are we, you know, is the, is the filter in front of us? Is the reason that um, the Fermi paradox exists and that we're, we're discussing it is, is because getting off of your planet and getting to another habitable planet the the either the resources needed aren't or aren't able to do it or being able to travel to those places is so difficult that you know you die trying to get there either we're going to starve to death here because we overpopulate the planet we can't get anywhere we can't gain any more resources but if it was possible to move to another planet we should have seen at least from our perspective, be able to see some large engineering projects. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So where's the uh, where's the giant uh, formwork floating out in space someplace? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because in, in order for you to to get the energy that you need, they would they 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 would create these. Uh, one of our theories is a, a Dyson sphere where you would you use something really close to the sun where you would capture as much of the energy from your sun as you possibly could so that you would have the resources that you needed to 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 be able to expand and to grow we should be able to see those if, if there's advanced civilizations inside of the milky way galaxy we should be able to see their large engineering projects so yeah but we don't we don't see it so the question is that if we have passed the great filter so um if we have not passed it that's maybe that's the reason why we, we're not seeing those things like the aliens and those um like great engineering works exactly which means we're doomed to die on the planet no but, but there's <laughs> we're not the filter, if we haven't passed if we haven't passed the filter then then the filter's in front of us mm -hmm. uh-huh that's so and that's scary in right front of us and then and then all that like i said two to three hundred billion stars and so if if that many stars just in our little tiny area here if nothing has come to fruition from any of those planets the filters in front of us and if we don't make it past the filter we're just going to be like every other civilization that's come and gone well that's the thing you don't know because they, there might be those other civilizations civilizations might be on the other side of the filter and they're all alive and like growing and we're stuck here but because we're is, if they're alive and growing and they're on the other side of the filter then we should see their engineering projects from here because we should we'd be able to see that far you know what i mean and the our galaxy alone is four times older than the earth so if 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 life could evolve here on the earth then it should have on at least one of those because that's that's like one in 300 billion chance which is fairly you know fairly minute that's it, it would be fairly likely if it shows up here and we're the only one out of this 300 billion that's fairly unlikely which is why i think that there should be other civilizations out there and then so, if they if they progress to the point that we're at which is we're getting to the point where we're running low on resources for our own planet for our own people then at some point we're going to need to expand to other places start harvesting um, materials and resources that we need from other planets in our solar system which then would show that you know we've got large engineering projects 
which should show up on somebody else's radar. Someone else should see that that's going on. Or we grow to the point where we're creating a Dyson sphere around our sun so that we can have the energy that we need to, to fuel our, you know, space program or, you know, harvest food on other planets or be able to go to, you know, Titan and, and, and start, you know, growing things on Titan. I don't know. So you think that we haven't passed it yet? I, I don't think so. Cause if this, if, if we passed, if we have passed the filter, then I think the likelihood that other people have passed the filter as well would be apparent in our own Milky Way. And if we pass it, we're all going to die. Is that it? If we, if we, if we, <laughs> I don't, don't like this. We, if we don't, yeah, if we don't figure out a way to get past that filter, we, we die. We, we like, grow to the point where we don't have enough resources on this planet to bar people alive. And then, you know, you can't sit down and decide, well, which, which place, you know, like I understand in China, they say you can only have one kid or whatever. So are we going to get to the point where every civilization on the planet says you can only have one child because we've gotten to the point where we can't feed the amount of people we have on the planet. And I, there's a big deal over here where people are saying they don't want food that has GMOs in it. Yeah. The reason that we've come up with genetically modified organisms and things like that is so that we grow more food so that we can keep people healthy. So we've done all these things to get to the point where we can grow food more appropriately for the amount of people that we're feeding now. And now people are saying, well, we don't want food like that. We want food grown the old way, which destroyed the planet, caused all kinds of other issues. Mm -hmm. So we're going backwards and we're still, we're still populating the planet. That's right. So if we don't figure out a way to get to the other side of the filter, which means we would have to get to Mars and have people on Mars or have colonies on the moon. Uh, there's not really any resources really on the moon other than what we've already have here. It doesn't have, you know, a lot to offer us. It's not like we could grow anything up there. So, yeah, I think the filter is still in front of us because, I mean, if the filter was behind us, then we should see a lot more life in our own galaxy. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's what, um, if, if, it's, if it's behind us, that's why we're not seeing other life forms because other life forms are not yet, have not passed through it yet. So, but, and that's and that would mean that even though we're a fourth of the age of everything else in our galaxy that we're the only ones that have progressed to yeah apparently which to yes. me is fairly unlikely <laughs> so, it's not possible so i'm just saying so like if, if as we're stupid as we are this, and we just accidentally <laughs> fumbled our way into you know being able to progress you know yeah you know Maybe it's all an accident. And, and maybe and maybe it is. And maybe the filter's behind us and we move on and we we get to the point where we're a society where, you know, life matters, you know, consciousness matters. It's not about what piece of dirt you're from, because at some point we're gonna have to leave this planet and get to another one so that we can continue to grow and, and have the resources that we need. That's right. Yeah. So I don't know. Or or 
uh, you know, uh, my my question is, is are we real at all? Yeah, that that brings us to to that question. <laughs> what what do you think? Because I've I've had a lot of time to think about that one. What do you think about what would you do if you found out that this is just a simulation run by let's say your great 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 grandmother wanted to know what life would be like when you were you know a kid and so you're they're running a simulation in their house because uh, i'm assuming because of how quickly technology has has improved at least in my lifetime when i first started interacting with computers i literally started with pong and with um there was this game called adventure Mm -hmm. Pong? What is that? Oh, it's, it's like the, it's the great grandfather of video games. There was one line on this side, mm -hmm. like this, there was one line on this side, and you, you, you kept the ball bouncing by moving uh, things, and you, you couldn't let the ball go past the little, the little paddles. Uh -huh. So that's, that was the game. It was just two lines and a ball. <laughs> then there was a game that I played called Adventure, where I was just a square. I was a little square and I would move around in these places and it was all pixelated. So it was really um, not very nice looking. And they had like this dragon that would chase after you that looked like a duck. Mm -hmm. It was it was really bad graphics. And you would have to go and you would grab a key and the key would be like 10 times the size of your little block. Mm -hmm. And so you this little block and you'd be dragging this key to a door and you go to the door and you could unlock the door. And now we've got games that are just as immersive as life is in general you know what i mean you can put on a vr headset and you can go into a world and you can experience that world you can um one of my friends um their kid was going to college this is during COVID, so they sent him a thing from oregon university and it was a virtual tour where he could put it on his phone and he could wear, you know, the little, the box that you can put around your phone so it looks like a pair of glasses. Oh. And so he could put that on and he slide his phone into it. And then it was a tour of the entire campus. So he could walk around the campus, experience the campus and not even have to go there. Wow. Yeah, so he, that's how he went and did his walkthrough for college because they couldn't go there. So it was, you know, we've gotten to that point with a with a telephone, you know, which in my day a telephone, it still had a rotary. So like when you wanted to dial a number, yeah, with a zero in it, you yeah. dial the number and you'd wait, tick, 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 tick for it to get yeah. all the way back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now your phone has more computing power on it than a, a computer when I was a kid that was the size of a house. Mm -hmm. So if, th if that's gone on in my small lifetime, imagine where we could be further and further into the future. So it's not, it's not that much to say that people in the future won't have computers that are millions of times better than ours. So running a simulation of how life was or life would have been, there are tons of video games I've played where you go back to World War II and you get to fight Nazis. Everybody, everybody hates Hitler and Nazis. So there's so many video games about going back in time and fighting them. So what's to say that someone doesn't run a simulation on what it would have been like in our life? And if, like, they, like I said earlier, if one person creates that simulation, there's a 50% chance that you're not real.
Yeah. Now, if they turn that into a video game, for every video game that's sold, there's a new universe that's created where you could potentially be in that universe. So the likelihood of you being real becomes less and less and less and less and less. Um, science, uh, what is it? Uh, a Scientific America, <clears throat> which is a, a fairly reputable um, publication, came out in April of this year and said, you are not real. It's confirmed. Really? Yes, confirmed. We live in a simulation. How did they confirm it? I don't know. But what? that's the thing is they say like when you sit down, you look at the at the math when you're trying to figure out the smallest thing that we can possibly measure, which is a plank length. We get to the point where we can only see so much. And, uh, you know, what we what we're measuring with now is not what they were measuring with before. Like before they couldn't measure as well. They didn't see um, that there was microorganisms back in the past. So maybe as we progress and as our science gets better, we'll see smaller and smaller things, but we've gotten to the point where we can't see anything smaller. And they're saying that they can tell that we're in a simulation because there are constraints in our system. If you're going to find an issue with your reality, when you're in it, you're not going to know it's not real because you're part of that. You're part of that same system. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the Matrix movies. Yeah, I did, but it was a long time ago. Like okay, so in the first one, Neo finds out that he's not in the real world, right? Mm -hmm. He didn't know it. The food tasted fine. Everything acted fine. But then he found out there was another world. And so he got the option, red pill, blue pill. What do you want to pick? <laughs> stay in this world or do you want to find out how deep the rabbit hole goes so he chose to go and find out what the matrix was right and if you get through all three movies which i did and not most people did because mm -hmm. it was interesting to me, you find out that none of it's real mm -hmm. so even when he took the other pill and he went outside supposedly into the real world that wasn't real either so nothing is real so nothing was real because what happened is, is the scenes found out that there were people that would accept reality as it was, and there were people that wouldn't accept the reality. And so they would lose batches of people. They would just die because they wouldn't accept that that was real. So they made up two fake realities. So if you accepted one, you stayed in that one. If you didn't accept it, you went into the other one, which was the other part of the mix. So it was just a matter of controlling the human population. But, you know, I, I seriously doubt that there's some race of giant robots that we created that destroyed uh, civilization and turning us into batteries. But it's fairly easy that if you're inside of a system, you're part of a system, you're not going to know that you're part of that system because there's nothing to test. So there are constraints to it, like in the in the in the Matrix, normal people can't fly and do things like that. There are constraints to that reality. In our reality, the constraint is, is we can only travel as fast as up to, but not at actually achieving the speed of light. So that is technically a boundary in our system, is the speed of light. The Planck length is the smallest length. So it's, it's odd that we would have something that would be the smallest length or that we'd have something that's the fastest speed. Yeah. it's too much for you to handle yes <laughs> so
So, so what would you do? I mean, what would you do if you found out tomorrow somebody like in the movie that's coming out with Ryan Reynolds, so someone comes to you that plays this game, and and we're just non-playing characters. Say people can pop into this game, and you know what? You know what? I want to play uh, Gandhi. I would like to come in and play Gandhi in this game. So I'm in there. I'm playing the game, or or in this like in the Ryan Reynolds movie, everybody runs around shooting people and. and and uh, doing whatever they want to it's basically it seems to be at least from the movie ads seems to be like a call of duty type game and there are people that go to work every day and do their thing um what would you do if someone walked up to you and said stella you're not real and the game's going to be shut down in two days your whole world's going to stop existing your brand new puppy the better question for me would be is what would i feel about it like would i want to you know not exist anymore because none of it is, is real right or like ryan would do in the film would be to just save his world and his life because he 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 realizes that um it, it's a fake world and that he wants to live more than that so i don't know i i don't know what i would feel because at at one point i would be like sad that everything's not real but also i would be i don't know maybe content or not content um i would be glad that i don't have to be i don't have to worry anymore about like where i would go after this like the afterlife or everything like if god is real like morality and the good and the bad you know so i don't know i don't know what i would do like if i would have to, if i would want to stay in that world or not or just be fine with it disappearing in two days yeah but the thing is is it's <laughs> like the reason i brought up plato and descartes was because you're able to think about these things so if you're able to think about these things do you really exist even if you're fake you're still processing things you're still contemplating things you know so you do exist in the fact that you are you're able to see things things contemplate things and that's all that Descartes needed to understand that he was real was the fact that he could think I think, therefore I am. Mm -hmm. So I must exist because I have the cognitive ability to question my reality. So for me to, I, I must exist. But, but in in a in a role playing game, who's to say that that's not being put by the player on you? Like, yeah, that's, the, like the player is is typing or like programming you to question your reality. Yes. Well, and, the, and 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 that could be, and and like if you see it as a game, if someone could pop in and play characters around us, you know what I mean? There are active people in this simulation, and there are the other people like us where we go to work every day, we pay our taxes, we do what we're supposed to do every single day because that's what we're programmed to do. And 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 unless you're being interacted with, you're not you don't really exist it's just those other individuals but you brought up another question which i was wondering is is how i mean 
I, I believe firmly in science and where we've gotten with science and things like that. But if you start to question it from a religious perspective, you know what I mean? We're, you know, if you believe that we exist after this life, it's very easy. Like if you're Hindu, it, it's easy. You just take, if it's a video game, the next reboot, you might come back as a flower. The next reboot, you might come back as a cow. The next reboot, you might, you know, they, they could take, run this simulation a hundred thousand times and you could always, you're, you, whatever is you programmed in there, you could still exist. You know what I mean? So maybe they're right that, that, you know, we do exist and we can be reincarnated, but we come back in this computer simulation and we're constantly a pretend thing. Or is this, uh, a lot of people believe that we come here, we go through life, we have to be good. And then at the end of it, we get judged whether or not we're good, bad. And then we, then from there, we go to wherever. You know, you go to, you go to hell if you're bad, you go to heaven if you're good, you go hang out and everything's wonderful after that. So is this, is this a game where a bunch of people are sitting there playing this game and then however you play the game appropriately or inappropriately, that's how you're judged? That this isn't really real? Because, you know, there's a lot of people that question when you come down to this planet and people like Hitler do exist and there is people murdering people for religious region, reasons or cultural reasons or, or just, you know, you know, resources. You know, that's, that's not acceptable to a God. So would he allow that kind of stuff to exist and, and his children to be hurt or injured or, or live lives where they're constantly worried about whether or not they're going to eat, you know what I mean? But if he, if, if God created a simulation and then all the people go and they run the simulation, they go and they play their characters and depending on how they play their character, if they want to run around and murder people for their whole lives, then they're like, okay, well, that's, you're judged now because you came here and you wanted to murder people. So you go to hell and you came here, you were really nice. So you go to heaven, but it's just a game that they play so that actual human life isn't affected by that, that experience because as a loving creator, you wouldn't want your creations to go through torment. So you just create a game, then your creations play the game and how they play the game. It's like a, I don't know how tests work where you guys were at. When I was in school, you had to like circle in the bubbles with the, with the pencil mm -hmm. and they're the scantrons. Mm -hmm. So it's just a giant scantron test. When you're done with the test, you know, the results come out. Um, you played the game poorly. You were, you were not a good person, so you don't get to move on. If I find out that I am in a simulation today and I just want to be able to choose whatever life I would have for the, for the next three weeks, that's, yeah. that's, that's the only thing that I, I want to do if I ever find that out, like today. So that it makes something worth all the time that you spent doing what you've done. No, oh, yeah. If, if, if we do all, all this for absolutely no reason, if there's no existence for this existence, if if life doesn't progress or if we're, we're fake, what what purpose does it serve for us to exist and to think and to consume and to to be? I think that's a that's a whole. Um, question for for mankind what's what's our purpose simulation or not 
you know. Well, and that's what the, when the, when the question was brought up, they said, do you, do you, you know, should I live a moral existence if this isn't real? You know what I mean? Or, you know, is there a purpose to it? Well, yes, you should live a moral existence. Yes, you should still want to do good by people. You should still want to, you know, to, to live a good life, even if it is a fake good life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I mean, we're nearing. At least that's how I'm programmed. <laughs> yeah, me too. We're nearing one hour, so um, in in conclusion, what do you want to say? Like, how do you want to end this conversation about about space and aliens and the existence of life? No, I would I would hope that there are other aliens out there. I hope that that life still progresses in the future, but like you said, if if this is a simulation. I would love to have someone let us know so we could start to uh, to to live it a little bit better or to understand it better because it, it, just thinking about this makes me wonder well, what what's the purpose of all of this you know I, religiously or scientifically why are we here and what are we doing but we're not as a society progressed to the point where we we live as one mm-hmm. So I don't know how we get from from where we're at right now. And everybody's trying to kind of, it's funny that science has now gotten to the point where it's almost like religion. Whereas oh, before yeah. there was this huge fight where religion was the end all and be all. And that science was this weird fringe thing. And now we've gotten to the point where science is is the main thing And now they're bringing up subjects like we could be in a simulation, that this could all be, that that it's not real. So now all of a sudden, now you have this religion that's being built into our own science. So I don't know where we go from here. If there's another revolution in the future where something else takes hold, but it's different, at least from what I've experienced. I think all of this, everything that we understand is based on what we have at our grasp at the time plato didn't have much he thought of fire people chained to the wall descartes thought that there was a demon out there now we're at the point where we think that there's a great filter there's potentially you know maybe we're past it and it's you know we're going to move on and if we do move on then there's a potential that lots of civilizations have moved on And maybe we're just a simulation of all of those things. Mm-hmm. So now what's, you know, what's we've next? Got, yeah, what, where, where, where are we going? And I understand that, but it, the question that I have with, with uh, Elon Musk is, is he's determined to get us off this planet and get us to other places, but he's also a firm believer that we live in a simulation. So then why on earth would you push to go be an interplanetary civilization if we're a simulation you know mm-hmm. and it comes down to the questions you said what would you do if you knew you would hope that you do the right thing and do good and try and you know live a good life and and make a difference right now i think most of us are just trying to pay our bills and uh feed our families that's right yes yeah so. i have nothing else to add <laughs> This is a lot to to take. 
Um, but yes, I think that no matter what 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 we are, or no matter where we are here, if this is real or not, if aliens do exist or not, if we've passed the great filter or not, if we are doomed as a planet, like the, the whole mankind, it still boils down to knowing the purpose, um, living a good life, as what you said. And you know, just just do good. Yeah, do good, and then I, I mean, make that more than just good for your family, good for somebody close to you, good for other people. So, as that kind of spreads, maybe some good will be, you know, come out of all of this. Because I think that we really need to be in a place where it doesn't really matter where you're from, what you believe, what you understand just understanding that your existence should matter to me whether or not we believe anything the same mm-hmm. you know I, I i wish we were there but we're not and it seems like every time you think that you we've, we've grown past this and become better we haven't and it, luckily we haven't blown up the planet yet you know i mean we've gotten really close and uh, you know i i know when i was growing up there was a lot of talk about world war three and nuclear holocaust and all those things so hopefully that's not our filter mm-hmm. hopefully but uh, yeah but yeah people still aren't nice to people there's a possibility it might be it might be the end of us yeah we we need to get past the fact that we're we're different people from different places, speaking different languages, having different uh, core beliefs, and get to the point that we we all live on this little tiny planet that's going to run out of resources someday, and we should have a, you know at least a goal to continue to want to exist. Yeah, that's true. Not yeah. worried about beating each other up and taking each other's land. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, <laughs> it's very true for the Philippines right now. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's been true for the Philippines for a while. I mean, the the Spanish didn't didn't do you guys any good either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for three hundred years. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that's it. I was I was listening to a comedian once, and he was talking about England, and he said that you know, England would go and and uh, you know expand their empire by the cunning use of flags. They just show up and stick a flag in the ground and say you belong to England now. Mm-hmm. That's true. But so, uh, that and that and the use of guns usually helps. That and what the use of what? Guns. Guns. Yes. Yeah. Show up, put some guns and tell people not to do anything. Yeah. Okay. So that's all that I have to say about this topic. Um, Thank you for being my guest today. No problem. I (laughs) I hope it was fun. I I know it was a lot of stuff, but... No, it was fun. And I posted it on my Instagram, like the the topics that we are going to talk about today. And there are uh, people who were very interested in hearing this episode, so... I hope so, because to me, it's interesting to me, because there's a lot of stuff that's going on that I would love to understand more about. Mm -hmm. And uh, being trapped in the house with nowhere to go, I've had a lot of time to to read and to watch science and stuff like that. So, yeah, thank you 
for being my guest and thank you for the listeners and everybody should rush out and go watch the new Ryan Reynolds movie right yes uh, no I think it's uh, it's gonna be out in August yep that's what he just said just in time for my birthday oh <laughs> <laughs> so yes um, uh, thank you for the for guesting today if you have any questions please don't message me message Eric because <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, so thank you for this um, for this chance to um, talk about this with you, and also to catch up with you. This is the first like video recording that we, or like the video call that we did after separating in 2018. I know it's been years. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to say anything to the listeners? I think I already said too much. <laughs> no, you're not. 